I recently helped hundreds of people achieve more in a few months than they had the previous several years. And now I'm getting ready to open up another challenge where I want to help you do the same. Here is actually a short testimonial of someone who was in that challenge. This challenge was hands down the best thing I did all year. And I appreciate the time, energy, and heart that you put into it. My name is Dr. Benjamin Hardy. I'm an organizational psychologist and best-selling author of many books that have now sold millions of copies. Click the link down below and watch this free training where I will show you these frameworks on how you can achieve more in the next 90 days than you possibly have in the last five to 10 years. Click the link down below and watch the training before it goes away. As human beings, everything we do, even you watching or listening to this is driven by goals. The challenge is, is that most goals take our lives in the wrong direction. So in this video, I'm gonna share with you a few different ways of approaching your goals, of framing your goals that are gonna make a massive difference in your life. And I'm gonna share how changing the frame and the filter of my goals has fundamentally changed my life. My name is Dr. Benjamin Hardy. I'm an organizational psychologist. Let's go ahead and jump into this. So the first challenge that people have with goals is that they take their present and they use the present to shape the future. They use their present to project and create their future. And there's a lot of research that shows that this is not only an inaccurate way of doing things, but it's ineffective. Let me give an example. So even if you're just thinking about your own self, one of the ways that people take the present and they use that to shape the future is that they take their present self and use that to imagine their future self. And what that means is, is that because they're using their present to create their future, their future self looks a lot like their present self. And this is what happens. Most people, they think that their future self will be a lot like their current self. This concept is actually called the end of history illusion in psychology. And what it basically means is, is that most people, they think that who they are now is the finished product and that their future self will, for the most part, be who they are. Rather than using the present to create the future, which is a very linear and slow way of approaching things, you really want to take your future and you want to use that to shape the present. You want the future to be the filter for everything you do in the present. And that's really what the past and the future are really for. So living in a powerful, present, beautiful way in the present comes down to how you frame and filter your past. You want to frame it in a beautiful way and also filter for ways in which you've gotten growth. Filter means that you're looking for something. We're all looking for something. And you can look for the ways in which you've made progress. You can also look for the good in things. I, as a parent, for example, I can look for and filter for the ways in which my kids are making progress rather than looking for and filtering for all the ways that they're not making progress. Dan Sullivan and I wrote an entire book on that called The Gap and the Gain. But also when it comes to your future, you want to frame it in a certain way that's really powerful and then use that as the filter for your decisions in the present. You want your future to determine what you do in the present rather than your present to determine who you can be in the future. So setting goals is really about creating a lens. It's about creating a frame and then using that frame to filter who you are and what you do now. There's a really cool model on this and it's about thinking, feeling, and knowing or seeing, feeling, and knowing. So one way of looking at these three levels is, is that you want to be clear, connected, and committed. See, feel, know. Seeing is about being clear. The more clear you are on your future self, and in psychology, they call that vivid. You want to see your future self, see what that looks like. If you can't see it, then you won't be emotionally connected and committed to it. So you want to see, feel, and know. You want to be clear, connected, and committed. And what happens is, is that the more vivid you get on your future self, the more clear you make it, and, and the more simple you make it, then the more emotionally connected you get to it. And the more connected you get to your future self, the more emotionally connected you get to it, then you will start to identify with your future self. And that's really what you want to do because a big part of your identity is, is that which you're most emotionally connected to and committed to. And so the goal is, is that you go from seeing to feeling to getting to a place of knowing. And knowing is really a similar place of being fully committed. Once you're fully committed to something, as they say, the universe conspires to make it happen. And that's really where you want to get with your future. And that's, that's part of what's been helpful for me. 
what I'm going to do for the rest of this video is I'm going to share with you a few other frames or filters through which you can set goals because there's there's really important things that if you don't get it right, you're probably pursuing the wrong goal, meaning the wrong frame, which is going to lead you down the wrong path. But also, if you're not doing it in the right way, like in the right in the right energy, the right essence, then you're going to be forcing things and, and you're ultimately not going to be moving forward. You actually might be moving your life backwards. So the first frame when it comes to thinking about your goal is what psychologists would call either approach motivation or avoid motivation. Often what we do is to avoid something we don't want. And I, as a parent, have fallen for this trap many times. I think about like the future that I'm trying to avoid for my kids and that avoidance orientation, which is fear-based. I'm, I'm trying to avoid certain things because I fear them happening. And so think about your goal as either approach or avoid. Are you trying to avoid something you don't want or are you trying to massively approach and create something that you do want? And so the first frame is genuinely thinking about what you most want. Yes, there will be certain things that you don't want. Yes, there will be certain things you're striving to avoid. But for the most part, you want to create the future you want. You want to think about what you want and you want to target your energy in the direction you want to go. This also can relate with your family. If you have a future that you fear and almost everything you're doing is based on what you're trying to avoid, then it's not going to work very well with your family, especially with kids or with team, because everything you're doing is to avoid what you don't want. And that only perpetuates more of what you don't want because whatever you focus on expands. So the first frame when you're thinking about your goals is to focus purely on what you most want. Think about what you most want to approach. And this can also be true when you're thinking about seeing, feeling, and knowing. Seeing the future you want, not only for yourselves, but maybe for your team, for your family, for your kids. Seeing that future you most want, getting the place of clarity, connection, and then commitment. And just looking in that direction, seeing in that direction. The second frame, which is super important, and this is one that has led me to having massive success at certain phases in my life, and has also led to massive failures in other phases of my life, is extrinsic frame versus intrinsic frame. So extrinsic motivation is obviously not as powerful as intrinsic motivation. I will say you can be deeply intrinsically motivated towards external external goals. Like for example, it could be a money goal. It could be even a sale, like, like for me as a book author, like a certain number, you, you still can have measurable goals but the difference is, are you intrinsically motivated towards this or are you extrinsically motivated towards this? One way of looking at it is, are you in flow or are you forcing things? When I was first blogging online, this was back in 2015 through 2018, I was pure on the intrinsic motivation side of things. Yes, I had a very big extrinsic goal, but I was purely intrinsically motivated towards what I was doing and it showed through. Everything was flow. And because I wasn't forcing things, I was really organic. I was really in flow. Things flowed and it was easy Whereas once I started writing major books, I actually shifted from intrinsic motivation to extrinsic motivation. I got to the point where I was trying to like write really, like really successful books. And there's nothing wrong with trying to be successful, but I was clearly forcing it. Yes, you can have really high standards. Yes, you can go for really high goals. But when you're purely intrinsically motivated and you're genuinely just doing it because it's what you want, it's what you're excited about, then you have a lot of flow. And so the first frame I talked about was approach versus avoid. The second one is intrinsic versus extrinsic. Once you get clear on a really powerful goal that you really want, and then you're shifting into intrinsic motivation, this is where you shift from seeing to feeling and getting to the place of knowing. This is when you start really operating from your future self. You've made a decision, the universe conspires, and you're not having all this forced friction. When you're trying to show up in a certain way um, for external reasons to appear smart or to, to prove yourself to other people or just all sorts of external motivators, then it becomes really difficult. And so when you have deep intrinsic motivation, you're really connected to yourself, you're really doing it for the right reasons and what you really believe in, then things flow very beautifully, very powerfully. Then things have this grace, this flow, this ease, 
And also it feels really organic. It feels really true. It feels really genuine. And you can feel that. And that feeling, that sense is key. No matter what kind of goal you're going for, it's got to feel real. It's got to be real, not be a performance. That's the idea. Is this real or is this a performance? Are you trying to prove yourself to other people? Are you trying to be something you're not? Or are you just genuinely being real? The third frame is the difference between 10x versus 2x. This is the third book that Dan Sullivan and I wrote. If you haven't grabbed this book, it will blow your mind. But the third frame is kind of what I would call either a 10x goal or a 2x goal. And this goes back to what I said at the very beginning, that either you're letting your present shape your future or you're letting your future shape your present. And the goal is that you let your future be the frame and the filter for everything you do here in the present. This fits with a lot of the research on future self, by the way. First off, you want to recognize and appreciate that your future self is a massively different person than you are. But then when you go from seeing, which is imagining your future self, to feeling, which is where you get deeply emotionally connected to your future self. Then you get to that place of knowing where you literally are operating from your future self and you're letting your future dictate and determine what you do now. That is what you ultimately want to do is you want to let your future dictate your present. And, and so the difference between 10x and 2x is, is that a 2x goal means that you're letting the present shape the future. You're pretty much just doing more of what you were already doing. Whereas with a 10x goal, you're taking your imagination and you're stretching it so high. You're taking it so far out there that it feels impossible. And because the goal is so high, the filter is really intense because most of what you're doing right now won't get you there. If you're letting the future be the filter for the present, and if the future is 10 times bigger, then the filter is really intense. Most of what you're doing right now, and this is what we talk about in this book, at least 80% of what you're doing right now won't get you there. And that's a really powerful filter, but it's also really intense because if 80% of what you're doing right now, the system of your life, is a representation of your past self, but not your future self, then that's going to mean you're going to have to let go of a lot of what you're doing right now, which is intense. Um, there's a really great quote on this where it says that the system is designed to defend the system. What I mean by that is your life right now is a system that is designed to defend itself. It, it can be really hard to let go of. It might be a job. It might be certain relationships. And, and you can know it's a system because it's something that makes up your everyday life. When you have a 10x goal or a seemingly impossible goal and you're using that as the filter for the present, then what that's saying is, is that most of your life right now is noise, not signal. Most of what you're doing right now, most of what your life is built around, you're going to have to let go of piece by piece at a time. But that's a really powerful thing. And this gets back to the point of what are goals in the first place. Goals are frames and filters to allow you to operate powerfully in the present so that you can start making massive progress, rapid progress, rapid transformation. And so let me pull all this together and share what's happened in my life recently and how I've used these frames to create massive progress in my life. The first one is the whole idea of the goal shapes the process or the future shapes the present. Getting really connected to your future self. This is about seeing your future self at your own next level. So for me, it's about seeing my future self two to three years into the future and really getting clear and connected on who I want my future self to be and what I am at that next level, who I am at that next level and what's possible at that next level. One thing I know for, for absolute certain is, is that my future self is massively different than my current self. One of the things that Dr. Daniel Gilbert said, which I absolutely love, Daniel Gilbert being a Harvard psychologist, he said, who you are in the moment is as fleeting as the present moment. So I know that my current self is, is fleeting. It's present. I don't need to defend my current self. Instead, I can expose my current self to all of my weaknesses and limitations. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't have to defend. I can be really open. I, don't, I also don't have to defend my past self because I'm not my past self. I know that my future self is going to be wildly, massively different, more successful, more thoughtful. Uh, and I can then start to imagine my future self 
in terms of what I most value, what I most want. This hits to the point of intrinsic motivation that my future self is different from your future self and what my future self is and who I want to be, it really doesn't matter what you think about it. It doesn't matter what anyone thinks about it. What matters is, is am I being true to what I most value, what I most believe, what I most want, what I most desire? And that goes to the idea of intrinsic motivation and then operating towards that and being it now. And I've had phases where I was deeply intrinsically motivated and, 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 and life flowed. Things weren't forced. Uh, and it takes time. Sometimes when you go from one level to the next, then, then maybe then you can shift on accident from intrinsic to extrinsic motivation. And I, I've done that. I, I, even my first few books, I would argue, were more extrinsically motivated. And I could tell because they were more forced. The books didn't come as easy uh, and they weren't as successful. I was forcing it. I feel like even now I'm finally reaching another level of really cl massive clarity on the 10x target, the 10x goal. And so it's massive. It's huge. I'm using that to filter and frame the few pathways that'll get there. There are only a few pathways that will get you to 10x where there are many to get you to 2x because 2x is just continuing forward, whereas 10x is an intense filter. Because I'm operating from 10x and because I'm deeply intrinsically motivated, um, I can just feel the flow. I can feel that whole idea of when you make a decision, the universe conspires. It just feels so much easier. It feels less forced. And that then leads me to that place of seeing to feeling to knowing or clarity, connection, commitment. And I now feel committed to the 10x goal. And what happens when you get connected and once you get committed is, is that now you are operating from the identity of your future self. You're now operating from the from the future in the present. You're letting the future fully operate on the present. And that's where you really want to be. And once you get to that point, it's to that idea when the why is strong enough, you will find the how and you will also find the who's. It's just that idea that you get what you're filtering for. And something that's really happened to me lately is that I was able to set a really massive goal and take the time to get clear on it and use that as a filter and say no to many of the things that are uh, presenting themselves in my life, even the things that I'm now doing. And I was able to find the how and the who's. And I, I'm now starting to get massive clarity on the path and also the people, the path and the people who are going to help me get there. There is a path and there are people. You want to be flexible with both of those. The goal shapes both of those. The goal determines both of those. You want the future to determine the present, not the present to determine the future. That has been massive. One other thing I'll say on the approach versus avoid side, when it comes to relationships, I'll just say, and I mentioned it before, I think for the first several years and specifically even recently with my kids, um, especially now that you know a lot of the older kids are teenagers, I can see that I have been more avoid oriented in those relationships and it's been damaging where I've been filtering for the wrong things. I've been filtering for what they're doing wrong and trying to avoid it and course correct rather than filtering for for where we want to go and and, and focusing on, on on approach, not avoid. And And by focusing on approach, not avoid, then you can shift from being curious instead of critical. If you're always critical, especially with a team member as a leader or with your kids, it's going to wear relationships out because it's obvious that you're just looking for and filtering for everything they're doing wrong. And it's not fun being around someone that's not, that is all they see is your faults and your flaws. So now I want to talk about how my life is transformed by applying these processes. The first thing is, is that by setting a 10X goal or even impossible goals, and this is something that's really helped me. One of the frames that's really popular for goal setting is SMART goals. Uh, and I actually agree with a lot of the components. I believe that they should be measurable and I believe they should be time bound. But in terms of realistic, I think that that's lame because if you're going for something that's realistic, that's probably something that's 2X. What I mean by 2X is that's probably something that you've mostly done before. If there's some, if, you, if you feel like you know how to do it, then what that means is that you're operating from past assumptions. And one of the things that I learned from Dr. Alan Bernard, he's a, he's a researcher on a concept called constraint theory. It's a decision-making theory, is that when you make your goals impossible, 
then you don't know how to do it. And that's a really powerful frame because then it forces you out of your old assumptions and it helps you find the few pathways that have the biggest upside. And so one of the things that me and my team have recently been doing is that we set some massive impossible targets for the few areas that are really relevant, really exciting for my future self. And we've been using those as the filter for what we've been doing. And it's led to massive progress in the few things that matter. The thing about massive goals and goals in general is that they should simplify your life, not make your life more complex. Massive goals, impossible goals, simplify your life because most of what you're doing right now won't get you there. And so it forces you to apply the 80-20 principle. It forces you to focus on the 20% of things that create almost all the results. And it forces you to be really honest about where you need to really raise the bar, where you really need to raise the standard or the, or the filter or the floor. Going for impossible goals focused on intrinsic motivation has led me to having so much joy. It's also led me to really clarifying the path and the people that are going to help me go to that next 10x level. It's also given me the strength and the courage to let go of a lot of the 80% of things that got me here, but won't get me there. The system that's seeking to defend itself, my current life. I know that my 10x goal or my massive impossible goal is filtering out most of my life right now. Um, but once you get clear and connected and committed, then you start being pulled forward. That's another frame, by the way, is either you're being pulled forward by the future you most want or you're trying to push. Pushing is where you're in the force mode. Pushing is where you're extrinsically motivated. And when you're doing that, it's not going to come off natural. It's not going to It's not going to be easy and it's probably not going to succeed. By changing my frames and getting back to that deep emotional, deep intrinsic motivation by being on approach rather than avoiding by being impossible or 10x versus 2x. Um, I have now found when the wise strong enough, you will find the path and the people. And I have found the path and the people. One other important frame that all this has led to is never team or partner with someone that you have to, that you have to train, like only bring on those 10 X people who, who, who fully transform everything. Uh, I learned that from Richard Koch. Uh, also me and Dan wrote about that in who, not how finding the who's that, that ultimately can do the how themselves rather than you doing it yourself. So I hope this helps. What it's really done for me is, is it's gotten me so excited, so clear, so connected with my future self and at a place of intrinsic motivation to where, where everything is a lot easier and where I'm being a lot more honest with myself about the stuff that's holding me back, the stuff that's that's getting filtered out, the stuff that was my past self, but not my future self and giving your present self a lot of grace, being really graceful. Like it, I'm okay if I'm, you know, that's part of a growth mindset is I'm, I'm more connected to my future self than my present self. I'm also not trying to be right. That's what a fixed mindset is. is you have to try to prove yourself. If you're trying to prove yourself, then you're forcing things. I don't need to prove myself. I don't need to defend. Um, I'm just making massive progress. What it's led to is impossible goals happening, <laughs> like literally impossible success happening, making more money um, as one example than I have, like even in a short period of time than I have in years, um, but also way more important, having a much closer connection with God, feeling a lot more internally aligned, having a, a really good connection with my kids, being able to uh, shorten what's called that refractory period. The refractory period is the amount of time it takes to shift a perspective and to go from something that's what Dan would call a gap to a gain. A refractory period is when when something happens that's challenging rather than being stuck in it, you actually turn it into a benefit. And I can see that my relationship with my wife and kids is is, is at a really powerful place, even though we're, we're, we're dealing with much bigger challenges than we've ever dealt with before. Beautiful things are happening, beautiful connection, beautiful progress. And so I hope that these frames really help you with your goals. Um, once you do it, you can start achieving the impossible in short periods of time. And that's what I'm doing. Even, you know, even in the next 90 days, I'm going to achieve some huge impossible goals and goals should be a, a frame and a filter that simplify your life, not make it complex. The only complex part is dealing with the emotions of letting go of the things that no longer are, are, are in alignment with your future. 
You let those go, but you do it with grace. You do it with honor. I hope you enjoyed this. My name is Dr. Benjamin Hardy. If you haven't done it yet, please grab 10X is easier than 2X. Also, on the link down below, you can actually, if you're in the United States, download the free Kindle version. All you have to do is put your email in and we will send you the free Kindle version. Also, if you click right here, you can watch a video that will show you how to achieve more in a week than most do in a year. I'm Dr. Benjamin Hardy. Have a beautiful day. See you later.